Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. I am joined once again by Brad Garnett from our Cisco Talos Incident Response Team. Thanks for coming on again, Brad. Good morning, John. Great to be here. So uh, as Brad and I are talking, it's the week before RSA. And by the time uh, this episode goes up, you guys will have seen uh, some new incident response content we have up on the site, including a blog post from Brad and some new case studies uh, regarding CTIR and all the wonderful work that you guys are doing. Uh, So I want to talk about one specific uh, incident, which is, you know, the one, again, that mentioned that you mentioned in the blog post, and it's one of the case studies that we have up on the IR page. So walk me through this particular incident. I, if memory serves, it was uh, basically a ransomware incident that you all helped address. Uh, can you kind of just start by giving me the basics about what made this particular case so compelling? Sure. Uh, just like everything in IR and InfoSec for the last 12 months, right? Unique, right? <laughs> Um, so yeah, this was uh, this was an this was an interesting case. Um, I think really that really that's in a one, and and I'll talk about really the re- the relationship piece of it. Um, but it was during our initial response to SolarWinds, so it was one of these incidents that we were supporting that was not SolarWinds related. So that of course kind of jumped out, right? Uh, but also too, based upon the adversary TTPs and the uh, atomic IOCs that we were seeing in our telemetry. Um, you know, it was that pre-ransomware stage. So uh, being able to understand, okay, um, you know, Cobalt Strike, right? I think, you know, I know we've talked about that on Talos Takes. We have a great white paper on Cobalt Strike and uh, how adversaries love Cobalt Strike. We identified Cobalt Strike activity and telemetry with a retainer customer. Um, so we knew we needed to act quickly and make notification to the customer. So one of the, the major takeaways that you had from this incident uh, is that, it's so important for incident response to be relationship driven. So what about this specific case, given all the details that you mentioned, how come the relationship that CTIR had with the customer in this particular case was so important? Whether it's an incident response or an Intel notification, right? The relationship piece is critical. If I just blindly send a customer you know, a non-retainer because for someone an email, are they going to trust that email, right? Uh, is this Talos really reaching out to me, right? Or is this, you know, something else? So the relationship piece was critical here. The CISO actually uh, had uh, our, our team on speed dial. And in this particular case, he had the assigned IR consultant's cell phone number as a favorite. And we just called him directly. No, I mean, called the CISO directly. And, um, he knew that uh, when we were calling, he better pick up the phone and pick it up quickly, and he did. So that's how we made that that initial notification, right? And you think about dwell time and just how fast we've seen adversaries evolve from pre-ransomware activity to deploying ransomware, right? Uh, from days to hours now, uh, you can imagine, you know, being able to, you know, make connection um, with that customer who we already had a relationship with, and and then the CISO being able to activate his security and IR team was critical. And not to mention, too, they were going through a very public merger and acquisition process, so um, a lot was at stake here, right? Yeah. So you mentioned that this is obviously like a very high stakes uh, situation, where you know, the, not every incident response engagement is going to be this high stakes or 
I, like you said, it's unique, just as everything has been over the past 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anyone out there is, you know, thinking about reaching out to incident response or vice versa, you all are reaching out to them for the first time. What are some things that they can do ahead of time to make that potential engagement and that first response as smooth as possible? You know, I've talked to Pierre on the show before about <laughs> saving your logs well, and having them turn over. Uh, so is there anything else besides that, though, that people need to know about ahead of time to make this engagement as successful as possible? Absolutely. You know, failing to plan is planning to fail. Having a incident response plan, a tested incident response plan to accurately reflect your organization's current capabilities is critical, right? We often say in DFIR and forensics, it all starts with logs, uh, security instrumentation and logs. So yeah, I know Pierre was on a previous episode and talked at length about logs and why logs across uh, different devices within the enterprise are so important to be able to tell that story as far as the the adversary, what did they have access to? Um, because that's one of the things that we often see, right? Especially during our ransomware incident where adversaries are destroying forensic evidence um, to, to, to kind of cover the track. So a tested incident response plan, saving your logs, um, and then of course, testing that incident response plan. Again, you know, there's kind of light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic, but the hybrid workforce, right? So, I mean, we saw a, a shift, you know, in the early stages of the pandemic, but again, it all boils down to a tested IR plan to reflect your organization's current capabilities is is critical to thwarting a, a ransomware attack, which happened in this case. And that's why, it, you know, it's I was so excited to uh, be able to blog about talk about it during RSA, but then also to have our have our customer CISO provide a testimonial and about the relationship that they have with with Cisco and with Cisco Talos. How does this specific event fit into the overall idea that IR is a relationship-driven business? Because this is something that you've talked about before, and like you mentioned, you're going to be mentioning it in the talk at RSA. And uh, just another plug, that'll be available on RSA's website. Uh, Those talks will be on demand even after the conference is over. So how does that relate to your overall outlook on the incident response business and how you should approach relationships there? It really boils down to people and process, right? Organizations spend millions on security instrumentation, right? And the technology that is absolutely important that getting that visibility so you can detect and contain an adversary in the environment. But testing the process, which is driven by people, is what it's all about, right? It's all about trust across everything at the end of the day. So having a relationship, having an IR retainer, Having a relationship and that trust, knowing that your trusted IR provider has your back um, when your back's against the wall, right? I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. And and again, this was a, this was a great example. I mean, all the you know all the perfect ingredients. One, it, you know, a great thank you from the customer and their board and leadership. Hey, Cisco helped thwart a ransomware attack, right? I mean, that's nothing's more rewarding for you know for our organization, right? For um, you know for for Talos than to get a thank you from a customer, be able to actually prevent ransomware attacks. So yeah, it, it really does. It, it's all about people and process and leveraging those leveraging those relationships, right? In threat management. All right, awesome. Well, this was all very insightful, Brad. On top of all the stuff that I've already read and heard from you uh, over the past couple of weeks, you've been a busy guy. So I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk to me. Absolutely, John. Thank you. I appreciate it. 